Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministry Show. I am Minister Ginger London, your host um, this evening on uh, the Ginger London Ministry Show here on Blog Talk Radio, also um, the founder and owner of GingerLondon.com. And as you know, we have been celebrating women for National Women's History Month, and we have been doing some telecalls and some some telecalls and interviews and special teaching uh, for women who are making a difference. Uh, in the world today, and I'm excited on tonight because we had this person uh, a year or two ago, and I'm so excited and glad that she was able to come back this year, and we get to hear about all the exciting things that God is using her to do and all the major accomplishments that she has has made in her life since uh, the last time that she was on the show, and her name is Sharita Berry, uh, Prophetess Sharita Berry. I want to thank her for being On the show tonight, we're going to start with prayer, and we're going to move right into the interview with her. Uh, Again, if you know someone, uh, a female that uh, is doing great things, or if you you know someone and she has a desire to do great things or a desire to be used by God in a certain way, call her up and give her the number to this show. Or if you guys do an email, uh, forward the email, tell her to check her email so she can... um, log into uh, the radio show so that she will be able to hear the show on tonight and be encouraged um, by uh, Sharita's testimony and her accomplishments. So let's pray, and then we're going to bring her on and hear from her. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We bless your name, O God. We just honor you. And, Father, I pray right now, Father, that we get out of the way as the Holy Spirit takes over, becomes a great teacher. We decrease as he increases. And, Father, I thank you right now that um, every word that's on Sharita's tongue for tonight are words that are on assignment. They are words that give life, Lord God, even through her testimony. Someone will be encouraged and uplifted. I pray that all that have an ear to hear will hear her, Father God, and will come her way, that her words will pull them towards her, Lord God, so that they can empower her and stand with her to accomplish her vision and her goals for everything that she's doing. Father, we just thank you for this blessed opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to take just a few moments uh, to uh, tell you about her, and then I'm going to let her come on and um, tell you about uh, about herself. Uh, uh, Tonight, our special guest is Prophetess uh, Sharita Berry. She was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, oldest of her sisters and brother. 
in uh, what I'm excited about is um, in 2007, she released her first book titled A Release from Within. And in 2008, she released another book titled Transition. And other books um, have been published uh, during the course of the years and been released, have been self-published by her. Uh, she is the founder of The Road to Recover, Recovery, um, a support group for battered women. She is also the president and founder of um, Driven to Destiny Outreach Center, Incorporated, and also Transition to Change, transitional program for single women and children. Uh, Prophetess Berry is also the owner of Sharita's Berry's Business Resources. All of these things are located in Durham, North Carolina. Um, she has a teacher's aid certificate and is currently in college, getting her associate's degree in human services with a focus on family and child services. Um, and she currently resides in Rock Mount, uh, North Carolina, with her teenage daughters. So let's welcome um, Prophetess Sharita Berry. How are you this afternoon, this evening? I'm, good. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Wonderful, wonderful. So tell us about yourself and give us your testimony. Um, well, I just turned 41 this year, and the funny thing is um, about that is my daughter said, Mom, do you know you're 41? And I, I couldn't remember my age. So that that was a good thing. <laughs> and she said, you, you forgot that you turned 41? I said, are you serious? I did. <laughs> That's so funny thing. Um, I, I have six children, um, three grown sons, ages 24, 21, and 20. Um, I currently um, have three teenage daughters, 18, 16, and 14. And we live here in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm the eldest, like you said, the oldest of um, two children, and um, my mother adopted some other children later on as me and my sisters and brothers got older. Um, my testimony is that um, I've been through a lot of things in life. Um, still haven't arrived yet. You know, it's, it's still, you know, every day struggle to get to press towards where God wants me to be, you know, each season of my life. Um, been in a domestic violence relationship for seven years. God got me out. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Um, been through some ups and downs in life. Been homeless, me and my children. Um, uh, been in prison. It was my first time going to prison. And, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to tell my testimony. Um, and my children was in foster care at one, um, two points in my lifetime. And from all of that... Um, I could say I'm still standing. Um, uh, I wrote my first book in 2007, and mm -hmm. the testimony about that first book is that I didn't know that I could write it. One day I was just dealing with a lot of things. I was just dealing with so much that was going on in my life. At one time I just moved to Richmond, Virginia, and still, you know, dealing with some issues that my oldest son was um, going through and different things like that. And I sat down in my room one day on the floor, and God just began to tell me, he said, now pull out the notebooks and just write. And I just began to write and write and write nonstop 
all day long, you know, in between taking breaks to go to the bathroom to eat. But I, I had to get out everything that was in me, and I had to tell my story, um, which was a release from within, because some of the things that I've been through as a uh, growing up as a little girl, I was molested as a little girl. Um, I was raped when I was a teenager um, by friends of uh, friends in the neighborhood and by my cousin. Um, had some things I had. Uh, I was a teen mom. So I was dealing with teen pregnancy and trying to struggle to, you know, to stay in school, um, working and stay in school. Um, I dropped out when I was in the 12th grade. Um, I had, was pregnant with my third son, um, which is now 21. His name is Tyrone, if he's listening. Hey. Um, I went back later on, and now that I'm in college, didn't think I could go to college. Um, because when I was coming, you know, in school at the time, I was in special education, and, you know, they classify children that are in special education. They, they would have a hard time learning different things like that. So here I, here I am now. I'm in college getting my associate's degree in human services with focus on family and child services. Um, I wrote my second book, which is called Trans, Translations, um, I wrote that book when I was working in corporate America. I used to work for the government, and a testimony to that is one day I was just sitting at my desk, and I was just so bored. I mean, we all have those days where we at work, and we just so bored. The phone is not ringing. You're tired of getting on the computer, doing work. You're looking at the files on your desk, and like, I'm not doing that right now because I'm just tired. And it was a rainy day outside, and of course, the phone wasn't working, and I was sitting in the um, chair, and I was just spinning around in the chair because I was just too through because I was bored. And I just kept spinning around at my desk, and my coworkers, they were laughing at me, and I said, you know, I'm, I just want to leave. So as I was sitting there at my desk, I heard the Spirit of God say, take out some paper and begin to write. So I began to write my second book, which is Translations at Work. And I finished writing the book at 5 o'clock when it was time for me to get off. So all day long, God had me sitting at my desk just writing and writing. And I thank God, you know, for that and um, the testimony to um, my job is um, when I was working in corporate America, God would give me things to do. He would give me different projects, different activities to do, um, different things to work on to to bring him glory because it's not about us, it's about him. And I would start and I would not finish. I would start but not finish. I would start and not finish. And then one day God gave me a dream. He said, you're going to get fired off your job. I didn't pay that dream, no mind. But how many of of us know that when without you even knowing it, your spirit man will begin to do things without you even knowing it. And I didn't I, I didn't realize that not me, but my spirit man that lives within me, the God that was in me, was cleaning up my desk, cleaning up my office, taking stuff home, pulling stuff off the wall, taking things home, cleaning out my desk, erasing things off my computer without not even knowing it until one day I went to my daughter's graduation and I went to work. 
And they called me in the office, and they said, Sharita, we have to let you go. And they said, do you need a box to take, you know, to clean out your office? I said, no, the only thing I have is my purse, so I'm fine. And those of us that work, you know, that have or you may work for the government, you know, when they fire you, they escort you off the property, off the premises, and you cannot come back unless you have an appointment at that particular building. And um, at the time, I had a house. I had a brand-new car that my coworker blessed me with right off the showroom floor, brand-new house just built. And at that time, God had me to give the car back. He told me that I was going to lose my house. So all this took place within three a three-day span. I, lost, I had to give my car back first. The second day, I lost the house. The third day, I lost my job. I sat at the bus stop. And I, I just, tears were just coming down my eye. Not tears to say that I was crying because I lost my job. I don't have no car. Now I don't have no house. I'm back to where I started homeless again. You know, it wasn't those tears. The thing that brought tears to my eyes was when God sat next to me and he whispered in my ear and he said, now you have all the time in the world to do what it is I called you to do. So from that day on, I I just started to do, you know, pick up the things that God told me to do and begin to complete them and finish it. I'm going to stop right there to see if Minister London have any questions. No, you, you're good. You're good. Um, uh, you know, so um, as you were just telling us, you know, about your journey of becoming a, a author, um, you know, um, when you lost the house and you lost everything, um, did you know what it? Did you know what God had called you to do, and you just was at, procrastinating at the, or putting it off at you? At the time, I really didn't know what God was calling me to do, and you can say I was procrastinating at the same time because God had other people come and to speak into my life, and at the time I was doing radio, such as yourself, and I I was just interviewing. That's all I was doing. I was interviewing secular artists and movie stars and other authors and different things like that, and someone from my church was on my show one time, and he told me, he said, you know, God's going to take this to another level because you're not going to be doing what you're doing for long. But at the same time, I still did not know who I was. I didn't know what God wanted me to do. I, I, I you know, kind of guessed it along the way as I was, you know, each day I guessed it. Each day I just took a chance and said, okay, well, maybe God's calling me to do this. Maybe God is calling me to do that. But, I, you know, and at the same time just taking risk and when God was telling me to do something, I, I was procrastinate about, well, Lord, I don't know, should I? And then, you know, having that feeling, God looking at you and said, what you mean you don't know? You know, but mm-hmm. that that's how it was for me every day because I was still trying to find who I was. You know, in the midst of me going through a lot of different changes in my life, me and my family, I was still searching, you know, to truly understand, okay, God, what it is, who who am I? What, As one of my pastor friends would say, what is my identity? 
who who am I really? Am I just this plain little somebody just going to keep going through the motions? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Well, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going to do this and just keep on doing it and not knowing years later down the line that God was going to have me to do, you know, what I do now. Right. So um, in writing that first book, what was the journey like of becoming a published author? When when I first started writing, it was as if a, a weight was being taken off my shoulders you know, because I had to write out everything I've, I've been through, and the tears was just flowing out my eyes and, you know, and off of my heart. And I recall when I finished writing it, I called one of the um, elders at the church, and I said, I want to read something to you. And I read her just the introduction, and that was it. That's all I read was the introduction because I didn't know whether or not, you know, the book was going to be published. I just wrote it, not in thinking, okay, am I going to publish this book and am I just going to just write it and leave it? And as I read her the introduction and that Sunday I went to church, she introduced me to a publisher and they offered to publish my book with just listening to what I didn't know that she recorded me reading the introduction over the phone. Just from them listening to the introduction, they offered to publish my book for free. And when that took place, I was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, are you seriously? Because, you know, I, I always wrote when I was a child, I always wrote different things and stories and stuff when I was a child, but never thinking that it would turn into something like that being published. So I started getting on the Internet searching for different publishers, even though she was one of the person who was going to publish my book. But I just started doing my research, and there was an altercation that took place where the person that was supposed to publish my book did not fulfill part of the deal where I had to go with another publisher and then seeing the process unfold before my eyes was like, wow, are you serious, God, for real? And then to hold the book in my hand, I just was like, too through with myself. I was like, Lord, oh, my gosh, God, I can't believe it. God, I, I don't know what to say, Lord. I don't know what to say. It was so much joy in my heart and so much joy on the inside that I just couldn't contain myself. And I was, like, so, so happy, you know, just to know that what God said that was going to take place had came to pass. Wonderful, wonderful. So what is the journey, you know, you are the founder of, a couple of programs for women. So what has that journey been like? The journey for the women, um, when I first started out, <clears throat> excuse me, I can recall me telling one of my friends um, what was, in, you know, what God dropped in my spirit to do to help single women and children and teen girls out. And I could recall that day as if it was yesterday, uh, sitting in the living room and another friend just, standing there, and I told them not all of my vision, but part of, you know, what I wanted to do, what God had dropped in my spirit to do. And then the other person telling me, well, I don't think you can do that because of X, Y, Z, one, two, three, all these different negative thoughts. But 
I knew deep down within myself that God needed me to do this. Not because there are other women out here doing other programs for women, single women and children, or just women in general, but because of what he placed in me. And and from my experience and some of the things that I've been through and some of the things I have witnessed and, you know, some of the things that I've heard from other women and different things like that. And when I first started out, I started the program Young Ladies with Vision, and from that, I was just working with teenage teen girls, but also I had the teenage boys as well working with them too, and I was just teaching a class, a job readiness class, helping them to get prepared for work and different things like that and helping them to um, stay in school or go to college or start their own business and you know, help them find a job and different things like that. And then from then on, that's when I began to see my purpose with the young girls and how God had me to work one-on-one with each young lady that came into the program. And that's where a lot of things began to unfold and a lot of things that God began to reveal to me, you know, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to teach them. This is what I want you to work with them on. This is why I need you to do this, not because of the the program down the street, you know, doing something like this, but this is – Pacific, why I need you to do this, because you are unique, you are different from what they are. Wow, okay. So have you uh, have you had any challenges um, some, as a woman getting all of this? Some of the challenges is, you know, being a woman and being a woman in business and especially working in different fields that I that I do, I do have, you know, some challenges. Um, you know, some of the challenges have been getting people to partner with me. Um, some of the challenges is getting people to believe in the vision that God has given me. Um, have Still having, you know, still I'm not going to, Lie. Some yes, I do have the financial challenge that's you know taking place right now with um, the outreach and the nonprofit. But I push past those challenges and not to dwell on them and not to say, okay, we need people to partner and you know we try we trying to find some volunteers and different things like that. But the thing is, I do the best that I can do, and. When I started to complain about all that stuff, God began to tell me, look, what do you have in your house? What is already in your hand? And I began to see, okay, I have grown children. You know, my sons and my daughters are teenagers. They can, you know, we, we, can ban, we can pull this thing off together. Even if nobody wants to come in and to support the vision, even nobody wants to come in and to, like, donate. And that's how we've been going since um, – 2011. Wonderful. So tell us, what is Sharita Berry's business resources? Sharita Berry Business Resources is that I help small businesses um, that has employee base, maybe from like two to ten employees, to find um, marketing materials to increase their clientele, um, to advertisement, to bring in new customers. And we also work with um, small nonprofit organizations that are just starting out. We help them to do, like, research for grants. 
We help them to find donations, in-kind donations, um, help them to do campaigns and different things, help them to find volunteers. Or those that want to start a business, we help them, you know, give them, you know, helpful tools and information on how to start a business. And those that are in the market are looking to start a nonprofit, um, I help with the um, incorporation, bylaws, um, doing the information, the package, the nonprofit package for the IRS. Okay, okay. So, um what is the if somebody if a woman is listening and she wants to start a business, what is the number one tip that you would give her uh in her beginning stages? In her beginning stages, I would ask I would advise her to do research in the business field that she wants to go in. Do as much research as you can and compare and contrast. Compare and contrast your business ideas versus somebody else that may have the idea and see where okay. you can you know, tweak it, change it. But the number one thing is do research in the field that you want to go in business for, whether it's online, home-based, um, janitorial service, daycare, whatever it is, you want to do your research. Okay, and what about for women that want to start nonprofits? Because, you know, I run across ladies all the time that say they want to start um nonprofit organizations, and then when you ask them key things like what type of service are you going to provide or who is it going to be catered to, they, you know, they just give general answers, and they don't want to do what you're, what you're saying, the research. They just think, oh, I'm anointed, you know, and don't realize that it's something involved in putting together a, a, a nonprofit organization to provide a service to somebody or a community. Mm-hmm. So what would be... Um, a tip you would for, give someone who's interested in that? For a woman that wants to go into to do the nonprofit, you still will have to do your research because just as, as well as a business, you still have to do your research because there are so many nonprofits out here, and so, the idea that you have or the vision that you have, somebody else probably had the same idea, but the vision is different. But you want to do your research. Um for an example, if you want to start a nonprofit for a transitional house, and you know there's a lot of transitional houses out here, you don't know nothing about starting a transitional house, you need to do your research. You need to go visit a transitional house, see how they operate, see how they run, what are their rules and regulations, um, what is their policies, what what do they have um, what is their procedure for the women and different things like that. And number two, if you don't have time to do all your paperwork, there are many people out here that will help you with the paperwork. If you have, if you are on a budget, and you, because I meet a lot of women that say, well, I'm on a budget. I can't afford $1,700. I can't afford $1,500. There are other people. There are a lot of um, smaller companies out here. There are lawyers out here that will do a pro bono with you. There are other nonprofits that will help you get started. There are other nonprofits that will allow you to come under their 501c3 while you are working on getting your paperwork together. Absolutely, absolutely. Great tips. So tell us about what is the teen program, the Mommy and Me Teen Parent Program? The Mommy and Me Teen Parent Program is for teenagers, teen females from the ages of 
12 years old to 19. And what we do is we take the girls on, under our wing. Um, if those um, females that are at risk of pregnancy, at risk for dropout, that are at risk for being removed from the home, that are at risk of being runaways, that may be at risk of being in a mental facility, and we um, nurture them because we, we have to, you know, we nurture them. We give them, teach them life skills training. We do have a mentorship program. Um, if they do need mental health services, some of them that we work with are in um, group home settings. And most of them don't have mental health services, but if they need mental health services such as counseling or they may need to speak to a psychiatrist, we will refer them to a psychiatrist or a mental health counselor. Well, we do have counseling in-house. Um, but it's spiritual-based counseling. But if they wanted to get uh, deeper, deeper into the counseling, their parents, you know, may sometimes recommend to them to go to a, a mental health facility. For those girls that are pregnant, um, what we start them off with, because we deal with a lot of teen girls that come from low-income households or they may be in foster care or some parents, some teens that we meet, some of their parents are all either on drugs or alcohol and don't have the money to buy, like, basic stuff that you need for the first couple of weeks, you know, when your child is home. So we provide them with a mommy and me bag. We give them something, you know, to get the baby started, um, maybe a couple cans of milk, pampers, bottles, baby wipes, um, the necessities that they need. And then we also give them something for themselves, too, to make them, you know, to make them feel special, to let them know, okay, just, you know, we, we care, you know, about you as well, not just for your child, but we care about you too. So we may give them, like, some flippers, some makeup, some perfume, body wash and bath wash and different things like that, we make, and some flowers, just to cheer them up, gift cards and different things like that. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And so, you know, um, how long has the program um, existed? For one year. For one we year. Okay. Next year. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, you have another program called Road to Recovery Program for battered women. What is that about? The Road to Recovery Program for battered women is for women that are in domestic violence relationship or coming out of domestic violence relationship. We try to partner and hook them and connect them to other domestic violence um, counselors that can work with them and work with their children as well. We try to help them find shelters. Um, there, there are not that many shelters for battered women, so we try to connect them with a shelter that may be close within their city or maybe another state over. We help them, you know, with life, life skills training and teaching them how to get gain or get back their life because as those of us that have been in domestic violence relationship know that when we're in that relationship, we feel as our life been taken from us. It's been robbed. So when a woman that comes out, she feels like she's helpless, hopeless, and can't find her way. So we help them to, you know, rebuild their life back back up by, you know, coming to different meetings that we had monthly, um, doing women outings and girls' night out to, to encourage them and to let them know that, you know, we've been, we've been where you, you were at. We walked in your shoes. Now let us show you how we got our life back, how you can get your life back too, not just for yourself but for your children as well. 
Okay, wonderful, wonderful, and that's great. And you know, to hear you say that you you know partner with other um, uh, agencies or people that deal with um, domestic violence or battered women uh, is you know again. I met a couple of people here where I live, which is in Baton Rouge, that want to start these type of organizations. And when you say to them, you know, hey, go in and build a relationship with the Battle Women's Program. Go take their training. See what they're doing. See how they're doing it. You know, just because you have an idea or you have a desire to do something doesn't mean you know how to do it. And they won't do it. And so their idea begins to just fizzle out on them, you know, because they're trying to do it from a place of this is what I'm interested in instead of being empowered and anointed, really, to do it. And so that's uh, really great. So tell us, um, uh, in providing these services to women, what are you finding challenging in providing the services? The challenge in providing the services is in the area of volunteers, volunteering, because we need more volunteers to help assist the women and help assist with other services that we also, you know, provide as well. Um, also, we have been having some challenges with partnering as well since this year have started. Not too many um, organizations that we've reached out to are willing to partner. Um, um, we don't know why, but that's where we have the challenges and also the financial challenge too because we're trying to get other programs for women and children started up too. Okay. All right. So, um So, are there any other things that you do um when you're working with the community or helping families or yes. do you have any other programs going on? Yes. We currently um since we just transitioned to a new location, we currently um do have a food pantry. But right now we're not um operating our food pantry, not until the summertime, but we do operate and run a food pantry for the community. We also provide shoes, clothing, um, basic um, hygiene, personal hygiene items for the community. And I'm also partnered with um, the Angel Tree Prison Fellowship Program. Every um, Christmas we get a list of children's names that live in the community or maybe outside the community that we go out and we purchase Christmas um, gifts for, and we either have um, a Christmas party for them or we deliver gifts. Um, we also, this this year will be our fourth year um, partnering with the Salvation Army, not the Salvation Army, I'm sorry, the Toys for Tots program with the Marines. Um, we also have some classes that we teach within the community, job readiness classes, um, financial um, workshops and um, support groups for women and children. Okay. Uh, tell the audience how um, they can make the vision and goal of women and children transition to change program come to life. What would you like for them to do to help you? One of the ways and our biggest um, what we've been advertising this year is two things. One, if you would like to support and to sow into the vision and to become a monthly um, partner with us, a monthly um, donor, you can visit our website, which is www.p, the letter P, as in Paul, the letter Y, as in yellow, destiny, I-N-T-L-M-I-N dot O-R-G. That's www.pydestiny, I-N-T-L-M-I-N dot O-R-G. And if you would like to um, 
give monetarily, or if you would like to donate in-kind donations. We're always um, willing to accept in-kind donations of clothes for women and children. Shoes is the number one thing that we really need for the women and children. Okay. All right. Um, so um, other than what you talked about, are there any other services you provide? Because that sounds like a lot on your plate. <laughs> so right now, that's the only services we provide. Okay. Um, in the coming months ahead, um, coming years ahead, we do intend on adding more services as we get more volunteers and more um, other agencies to partner with us. Okay, so, so how can the listening audience get connected with you, um, especially those that are interested in becoming monthly partners or uh, donors for um, either one of your organizations? How can they get in, uh, connected to you? Um, one of the ways you can get, several ways you can get in contact with me, if you, you can contact me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook name is Sharita Berry, S-H-A-R-E-T-A-B-E-R-R-Y. You can contact me through the website, which is www.pydestinyintlmin.org, or um, you can email us at um, D as in doll, 2D, the number 2, the letter D, Outreach Center, INC at Outlook.com. That's D2D Outreach Center, INC at Outlook.com. Or you can contact us via phone at 252-407-8809. That's 252-407-8809 or 919 919-213-1341. All right. So we have just a few more minutes. Do you have any events coming up in your in your area? Yes. Um, the first event we have coming up, because we all know spring break is um, right around the corner for our um, students, April the 14th through the 18th here in North Carolina. We have a spring break activities that we have planned for the whole entire week for spring break for the children from eight from grades. Um, kindergarten on up to sixth grade. We we have um, activities such as reading activities, arts and crafts, musical activities, and that's what we have coming up for the month of April. Okay, all right. And so, and throughout the year, you do you um, you do activities throughout the year. Can you repeat that one more time. Uh, do you do activities throughout the year? Yes, we do do activities out the, throughout the year. One activity is um, we're thinking about doing the summer camp enrichment program. We're at the, in the process of getting things underway. Um, that's what we plan on doing each and every summer. Um, we do have um, a back-to-school um, outreach that we do. We give out school supplies. I'm sorry for the background noise. We give out school supplies during the summer. We also do the Christmas and Thanksgiving activities throughout the year as well. Okay. All right. And so, you know, I want to really thank you. I'm so excited to hear about everything that's that you're doing and everything that's going on, and it's just a great that you're doing something to help women and teen moms and um, and especially women in business and those who want to do nonprofit organization. And so it's just a blessing 
to hear that and to see how God is progressively moving uh, in your life. To, uh, before our final comments, do you have um, uh, another book coming out or are you thinking about writing another one? Can you repeat that one more time? Are you uh before we have our closing remarks um is there another book coming soon? Are you still writing? Yes, there's another book coming soon entitled A Mother's Cry and that should be out this oh. December. Okay, all right. So do you have any closing remarks before we go? I want to thank you again for joining us. Um uh, we're definitely going to put the replay out there for those who maybe need to replay it again and just hear your testimony and, and hear your accomplishment to be encouraged uh, by the, uh, what you've done and how God has moved in your life. Uh, you have a, a powerful testimony. Um, so uh, I'm going to yield the floor to you for a few minutes for you to offer any closing remarks that you would like to offer before we close. I would just like to encourage um, the ladies out there and if any men that are listening to Whatever dream, whatever vision that God has given you, just do it. It doesn't matter if you don't have the finances. doesn't matter if you don't have the, re- the help because God said he makes the provision for the vision. All you have to do is begin to step out on faith, trust God, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and I'm guaranteed that you will begin to see what God has in store for you. But you have to take the first step, too, because God has already done the impossible. And remember to dream with your eyes wide open. Amen. Amen. So once again, we want to thank everybody that has joined us uh, for the show on tonight. We definitely want to thank Prophetess Sharita Berry. I uh, pray that God will continue to use you and that doors will open. I pray that the finances will come in, you know, through donors, monthly donors, yearly donors, people who will consistently stay with you through throughout the duration and just be there to be supportive and that there will be more women coming into your life that you can empower and help, you know, in business, in uh, nonprofit organizations, whatever it may be, that you actually receive um, the harvest from your labor and that you get to eat the good of the land because of your obedience. And, you know, I just pray that God will do that for you. So thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Um, I'm, we're going to close out in prayer. Uh, but before we go, I want to say, remember, we are still uh, um, have the rest of the month to continue celebrating National Women's History Month, and we are talking to women who have are making a difference in their communities and in their careers as well as in their family lives. And so, stay connected with us. Stay uh, in tune. Um, uh, you can follow me on Facebook um, at Minister Ginger London, as well as Ginger London Ministries. And also the website is gingerlondon.com. You can find me there. And so if you want to uh, know exactly when the next show is and who the next guest is, be sure to stay connected with me on one of those uh, opportunity, opportune social media opportunities. And so we're going to close in prayer once again. Sharita, thank you again. It's so great to have you back on the show is I look forward to talking to you again in the future and hopefully it won't take another year or so for you to come Uh back Uh, (laughs) and and join us you know so we're thinking about doing something for uh, women on grant writing on for women you know and so maybe you'll be able to come back and join that show and we'll have 
got uh, like a little panel, and we'll be talking about the, you know for those women who are out there trying to do nonprofit organizations, you know, trying to help them with that that aspect of it of getting all their ducks in a row, you know, to make sure they're they're grounded and starting the right way. So thank you once again. So we're gonna pray. And I want to thank thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Father, we thank you on this evening for this blessed opportunity. We thank you for being able to hear this powerful testimony, her life's journey, and all of her successes, and all of the successes to come. We lift her up to you right now. We lift up all of her um, uh, nonprofit organizations as well as any business ventures, as well as her family, Lord. We pray that you would bless every aspect of her life and that you will open doors that no man can close. We thank you for the financial increase. Come full circle, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and that will sustain her and put her at a place of living the more abundant life. We thank you for all the women that she um, has helped in the past and those that are coming even on tomorrow or later this week or in the future, Lord God. Give them a heart to receive and let every good seed that she's planted or will plant fall on good ground to return a hundredfold. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you again. Once again, Sharita, God bless you and your family and your organizations. Thank you. You too. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're, you're welcome.